0: Nestled away at one end of the Crescent in the heart of Scarborough and in the shadow of Valley Bridge is a wonderful historic building that once belonged to the aristocratic Sitwell family. The building has a fascinating history and has had many uses since it was built in 1835 and since reopening after a two-year refurbishment in 2008, it has been known as Woodend, originally Woodend Creative Space and currently Woodend Gallery and Studios. It's a thriving hub of creativity and home to a range of creative professionals. I popped in for a chat with Andrew Clay, the Chief Executive of Scarborough Museums and Galleries, who runs Woodend, and he began our conversation by telling me a bit more about Woodend. Woodend
1: uh, originally was a private house and it was built in 1835 and the most famous occupants were the uh, Sitwell family who were basically uh, typical eccentric British aristocrats but the important thing is they were very creative so in a sense Woodend has always been a creative place which is interesting. So to cut a long story short Woodend then became a museum that was in about 1950 And it was a museum for about 50 years, the Natural History Museum. And then in 2008, we opened as what we call a creative Industries centre. So we provide a home for creativity in Scarborough and that's commercial creativity. So that's we provide office accommodation for web designers and graphic designers. We've got architects, photographers and artists, all sorts of really amazing creative people. And Woodend is very much about people. That's fundamental. And um, we have an art gallery and we also have a lovely cafe at Woodend. So it's a creative hub nestled just on the edge of uh, the town centre of Scarborough.
0: How has it developed since it opened in 2008 as a creative space? Like what, what's changed even since it became Woodend as it's known now?
1: We always knew that Woodend would, would grow organically. Uh, we never quite knew which direction it was going to go in. You never quite know with creative things, because it's it's again it's the people that make the difference, and everybody brings something different. So for the first sort of twelve years, we we stood alone, uh, uh, independently as a creative industry centre, did lots of exhibitions and all sorts of events, and looked after all these creative businesses. And then about five years ago, we um, we merged with um, Scarborough Museums and Museums Trust. So that's the rotunda and the art gallery the art gallery is directly next door so we've now grown so we we're now a museum as well as a creative industry center so not only have we now got three very important heritage buildings in scarborough that we look after they're all great two-star listed but we also are responsible for scarborough collections and this is the one of the big things the big changes is the Scarborough collection, and uh, for a relatively small town, Scarborough has a collection of international significance. We have objects in the collection of extreme rarity, objects that you won't find anywhere else in the world uh, in Scarborough. So, so that's the big thing: is that our the assets that we have 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 grown, the things that that come under our influence, and that's going to influence our. The journey over the next uh, ten years, the next the, the, another ten, the other, the next ten years in
0: our journey. Could you give me some examples of some of these artifacts that are a bit unique and different? Gosh, yes, we've got. Um, well, to put it in perspective, we've got about
1: two hundred and fifty thousand objects, but forty thousand of them are insect specimens. So we've got a lot of bumblebees and moths and butterflies. So they are very interesting, but but we've got a lot of them. If I can mention maybe a handful of objects. One of the key objects we have, one of the most significant, is the Gristhorpe Man, which many people remember from the Rotunda. It's actually in quarantine at the moment because we've had some problems with humidity. But the Gristhorpe Man is a 4,000 year old uh, skeletal, skeleton uh, that was found on the Wolds in the early 19th century. Uh, He was found with his coffin and with grave goods. So he's one of the most important archaeological discoveries in Western Europe. And the Gristhorpe Man is part of our collection. So he's very important. We also have a very important fine art collection, quite modest in size. Uh, We've got about 500 oil paintings and about 1,500 works on paper. But we do have some paintings of... um, of certainly national significance and five of them are paintings by Atkinson Grimshaw, who was a very famous painter in the second half of the 19th century, worked in Leeds, Liverpool, but also lived in Scarborough for a time. And we have five important paintings by him. He was very famous for his nocturnal scenes. Um, So these are all local uh, scenes of Scarborough, including one which is the, the burning of the spa. And they are amongst our most popular exhibits that people come and see. So I think the Gristhorpe Man and Grimshaw are, are a couple of the highlights, but of course there are many, many, many more that people can come and see in our venues
0: it's not just the um items on display that are fascinating about the buildings and that you look after if we think about woodend where we're sat at the moment there's also the the sitwell library isn't there which is a fascinating space the legacy of the
1: sitwells is important and it's something i think we'd like to develop a bit more the sitwells were here for about 50 years and they they added on to wood they were constantly tinkering with wood and the last bit they did was the sitwell library which was built In about 1895, um, that was built by Sir George Sitwell, who was the father of Edith, who was the famous poet. Edith was born at Woodend, And the library um, is a sort of mock Jacobean uh, in style, um, and it's a copy of a room at their country house, which is Renishaw Hall near Sheffield, which you can go and visit. Uh, So they bought a little bit of Renishaw Hall, to Scarborough which is rather rather nice and rather quaint in a way uh, it was obviously a style that they were comfortable with and 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 the library was very much to George's sanctum sanctorum it was where he hid away he was quite a reclusive figure and he'd hide away in his library he he was a, a bibliophile uh, he was also uh, an authority on Italianate garden design and if you go to Renishaw you can see some of those gardens and he brought a little bit of that to Scarborough. So um, so we love the library because it's it's a link with the Sitwells, but it's also maybe highlights the sort of literary past of Scarborough, which is quite strong. Uh, and that sort of segues quite nicely, I guess, into contemporary people like Alan Aitbourne and, and contemporary writers and playwrights. Who are working here. So it, it follows on with that sort of very strong cultural heritage that we have in this town.
0: Obviously the art gallery in Rotunda are, are museums that, that people can visit and, and are probably aware that they can visit. But Woodend is is also people can come and visit Woodend as well as it being a, a working environment. It's actually stuff happens here, is doesn't it, that people can come and see and do.
1: Yeah, the, one of the most important things about Woodend certainly when it opened that it would be publicly accessible it's free to come into Woodend actually Uh, and that was always very important that people could come in and enjoy this building Uh, a lot of people had very fond memories of the Natural History Museum I think it was quite run down but nevertheless it was still quite popular Um, so we always wanted to uh, ensure that people could enjoy Woodend and you can enjoy it on so many different levels you can just come in and enjoy the architecture you know we've got some lovely molded ceilings and fireplaces you know if people are interested in that type of thing uh, we've got a lovely cafe and, and in our cafe we've got um a collection of travel posters on display that that, that people can buy uh, we have a very important collection of travel posters in the collection about 200. um so we've, we've tried to um introduce objects and pictures into wood and there are of interest we've even got would you believe the last official officially the last bit of the futurist theater we've got a piece of of decorative stonework that can be seen in the entrance hall, hall at Wood End, so we've got these little snippets of Scarborough history on display, and you obviously you can see more of that in the other venues uh and then there's the the gallery at Wood End in the lovely conservatory that the Sitwells built is now an art gallery, and again you can people can come in and it it it's a setting for. Quite interesting contemporary art, so uh, so it's quite challenging. But that's that's important that we do challenge people, uh, uh, you know, creatively. Um, uh, but also, it's where people can come if they're looking for a web designer or a photographer or somebody to design their extension. Uh,
0: there are people at Woodend who provide those services. Just to talk a little bit about yourself, Andrew, because um, you're if you don't mind me saying, you're quite an interesting person <laughs> yourself. Um You're the chief executive of Scarborough Museums and Galleries. Obviously, you've talked a little bit about your role, but could you just tell me, you, you know, what's your, kind of your current vision for for that kind of, your role across the three um sites? I think first and foremost, it's about people. So we've always said that Woodend,
1: Woodend was about people and place. And the whole campus really is about people and place. It's people having experience here uh, and that might be improving people's well-being by coming to one of our activities we have a, a brilliant community space called space to be and we have lots of community groups that use that so it's about it's about community it's about people it's about well-being it's using art and culture and, and um and the museum to, to help with that it's about learning so we have worked with a lot of schools uh, who who come and um, Uh, bring their pupils who have either an experience here with one of our workshops or we go to schools and deliver workshops there Uh, and actually it's also about things like the environment um, which people perhaps wouldn't normally associate with museums but if you think about it a lot of our collection a lot of the fossils and the the insect specimens um, a lot of our sort of uh, taxidermy specimens, the, 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 all the sort of stuffed animals that we have, and we've got hundreds of those, they relate to the evolution of the environment going back 200 million years ago. So we're very interested in the environment, how it's changed, and, and I think what's important there is that we're coastal dwellers. So we, we have the privilege to live uh, in coastal Britain, uh, and that's a very unique way of living um you know we're an island nation so we're only sort of i think it's 72 miles from the sea wherever you are or less than 72 miles uh and the sea defines scarborough it defines who we are as people it defines our history it defines the landscape if you think of coastal erosion rising sea levels and so on and so forth so we're very interested in that and and we're, we're wanting to this year to very much blend that into our story so that uh, we really take advantage of our privileged position as being sort of uh, custodians of, of a
0: part of Britain's coastal heritage. We were just talking before um, we started recording and uh, you've actually been here for, I think it's 16 years now. Um, what was your journey to get to Scarborough, to come to Woodend? What What was your, like, how did you end up here? Well, I've always worked in... in
1: um, museums and galleries and creative spaces so so the sort of career progression was quite straightforward in that respect it, it it was coming to do something similar to what i'd done before elsewhere and i've worked in in leeds and huddersfield and wakefield i've always worked in New yorkshire actually um but i think on a personal level this sort of migration to the coast was has been quite has been fundamental for me and, I've always had an association with the Yorkshire coast. I am, they would call me a Wessie in Scarborough and I'm quite happy to admit that I'm from a town called Osset near Wakefield. Uh, but my family always came to the East Coast on holiday and we've got an, a family association with a village called Runswick Bay, which is near Whitby, a long association, well over a hundred years. So, so it wasn't a sort of alien environment for me. Uh, and um, I've always felt very at home here, and and Scarborough as is, is somewhere where I have found making friends very straightforward. You know, as soon as, as soon as we came here, we made friends very easily. And I found it to be a very friendly, welcoming place, uh, and I have a huge amount of respect for for the local community and the local people. I, I see myself as part of the local community. For me, living here is fundamental. Um, you know, you often get people who do a job but stay living in London or Bristol or wherever and, and commute up during the week you can't do that in a place like Scarborough you have to be here you have to live and breathe it and if you do that you benefit you know and I'm involved I, I sing in my spare time and I'm a member of a couple of choirs and, and do a bit of uh, performing that's my one of my stress busters and I love you know being part of the uh, you know, doing community activities and some people will know that I uh, MC Armed Forces Day and again that's sort of being part of the local community and uh, participating which is to me is fundamental it's fundamental to my sort of work ethic.
0: You run three fantastic places in Scarborough um, what would you say to anyone who is maybe thinking about coming in 2024 for the first time hasn't visited these sites what would you say to, to those people?
1: We've got loads of exciting things coming up this year, um, exhibitions, family activities. We're hoping to reprogram some of our spaces. What we really want to do is get more objects on display. That's one of the big things about museums at the moment is is getting more things out. Now, physically, we can't get everything out, um, but we can digitize. And if people um, want to learn more about that, we have a new project called Scarborough Atlas. So if you Google Scarborough Atlas, you'll be taken to this fantastic website that is essentially a series of historic trails based on objects in our collection. And you can walk around Scarborough or do the tours at home, but we we do want people to walk around Scarborough and physically do the tours. Um, It's called Scarborough Atlas, and there's lots of weird, wonderful, and fascinating objects and pictures on that website that are all part of our collection. So we're really wanting to break out from our buildings a bit and our comfort zone uh, and really um, break down as many many barriers as possible so people can feel comfortable visiting our venues or they can go online and they can have an experience there too. So, So very much it's opening up this year. It's opening up the buildings more, making more objects accessible, either online or physically, doing more activities Uh, And just being, you know, hopefully offering that famous, friendly Scarborough welcome that uh, so many other people do so
0: well. So a big thank you to Andrew Clare for being so generous with his time and giving us so much information about the history of Woodend. I found it fascinating and I'd highly recommend a visit if you haven't been before, or even if you have. You can find details about Wooden via the website uk. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. As ever, please consider leaving a positive review of the podcast on your chosen podcast app and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. The links for those are also in the show notes but if you search for Scarborough Spotlight Podcast you'll find it. I hope you're enjoying the Scarborough Spotlight Podcast and I'll be back again next week with a new episode hopefully bringing you another dose of Scarborough positivity to your ears. See you then.